thermal sound wave, wave. It's thermal sound waves, the natural yes, alternative indeed. to fast food radio. We here at C Truth Kevin Lawrence. Right about now, we got someone joining us who's going to talk about his experience, his journey, and things that's been going on in his life, his world. I think he's from out of the northeast, if I'm not mistaken. But we're gonna find out specifically North. where he's coming through from. We got a professor joining us right now. A professor. A professor. A, prof- a professional, but also a professor. A professional professor. That's right. Exactly. Okay. And he's lyrical with it. Okay. We got professor, a lyrical professional, um, professional lyrical. What's going on, sir? Yo, what up, gentlemen? Appreciate it. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. right. no you guys are having a tongue twister there with, with it. Uh, I, I appreciate that, though. So, yeah. I, I Sometimes just go by pro to keep it uh, keep it even easier. But No, no, no. Let's say it the way you say it. I, we want to hear you say it first. Go ahead, bro. Well, Professor Lyrical, yeah, man. I, I used to, for years, just went by Lyrical. And, um, you know, I kind of say it in, in the joint, yo, that's pro. Um, a lot of people just say pro, you know what I mean, to keep it, like you said, you know, try to be uh, a professional. And um, it kind of, it, it's kind of a good good little tag that kind of sums me up, you know what I mean? Because that professor role is Professor Lyrical to, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, because I, I don't try to downplay the professor part because, you know, being an actual professor is, I, I think, these days, something that separates me, I think. So it's it's kind of a cool little tag. So and you know what? Is. By you mentioning that, I remember speaking with a family of mine. And amongst ourselves, you know, we'll call each other by certain names. But when we're around other people, I say, no, that's Dr. Rohn. Mm-hmm. I say, no, that's Dr. So-and-so. That's Professor yeah. So-and-so. Because you worked hard to get that title. So we are going to respect your title. Appreciate Professor Lyrical. Appreciate it. Yeah, Doctor Lyrical seemed a little much. So, <laughs> so it was cool. I I, plus, I was I was Professor Lyrical before I was a doctor. So okay, um, it felt like a weird switch up. No doubt, no doubt. You're the, you're the second professor um, that's an artist this year that we've had on the program. We also right. had Jay Rawls from out of uh, Columbus, Ohio. On, oh yeah, uh, producer. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we we had him on. You know, a little bit earlier on the, in the program as well. So, what exactly are you a professor of besides lyrics? Which, of course, we 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 know you represent that, and we've been playing the joint. But besides that, yeah. So, uh, nah, great question. Um, so my my doctorate is actually in higher education, and um, I got it at Northeastern while I was hired there as an assistant teaching professor of mathematics. And um, the way I came up. Before I got the current role, I'm now out in D.C. to answer your, your Northeast question. So I, North, I'm from Massachusetts, uh, Lowell specifically, moved moved Whoa. to Cambridge. Lowell? I started teaching as an – yeah, man. Started Shout teaching at uh, the, the Campbells out there. A lot of Cambodians out there, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know Lowell, Mill City. That's that's right. Yeah. So I was teaching high school in Lowell. Um, they were like, yo, this, this guy will probably be able to reach, you know, the youth that we're having trouble reaching. And so – you know, like local boy done good kind of stuff. And um, I, I, I kind of jumped on that because I, I was starting to do a lot of college shows and almost like motivational speaking, but not like all the way motivation. Just like, you know, you get to a show and they'd be like, hey, talk about the education part. Because just even at that point, just even having a bachelor's degree was, was like a big deal, especially in Lowell. And um, so the high school was quick to, you know, jump on that and i started I, I was able to start up an alternative high school program within our high school that became a freestanding program and it's still open so that was my first experience teaching and i was obviously teaching math but at that time i only had a bachelor's degree in business and there was a lot of math in business and i had wanted to go for math later on down the line but it was getting difficult with music you know um 
to try to like when are you gonna when am i gonna be able to like realistically go for a master's degree you know what i mean now hold so, on now you, you mentioned you was in lowell and then you went to cambridge it, those yeah. two places are very interesting in massachusetts Mainly yeah. when people hear about massachusetts they hear about just boston they think right. boston is just massachusetts and that's it and no that's not the case now you mentioned lowell yeah um, that is a big cambodian population that's over there yeah and also uh, a lat latino latinos right. over there too and then you, right. from there you go to cambridge where there's a big haitian population over there now, absolutely how was it for you to be a start off as a teacher to, to get to professor dealing do, dealing with people that with different ethnic backgrounds that may yeah, just right. be seriously first generation uh, right. immigrants yeah, it's, it's, man, it's a dope question. I appreciate that you know uh, Massachusetts so well, and specifically Lowell. So I grew up as a kid in Lowell. Um, I was able to move. I, I went to high school, though, at one town over at Chelmsford High School, which was like a suburb of Lowell. And being able to move from the city to the suburb and sort of seeing both sides while all my family was still in Lowell um, and, and friends, for that matter, um, it, like you could see the, the difference, like the night and day, just like a couple miles makes. You know what I mean? And when I was able to open the alternative program, like it was for people who weren't as fortunate, you know, it was, it was an alternative program for people having difficulty adjusting. And like you said, big majority of the population were Cambodian, Latino, you know, there, there was, there were black and white and, and there's a lot of ethnicities in Lowell and similarly in Cambridge. A lot of people aren't aware of that. Like Lowell, it, it sounds like you are Lowell and Cambridge are very similar in a lot of ways. Lowell is like a, like a blue collar version of Cambridge, even though Cambridge has its blue collar parts too. But Lowell is like an old mill city, about 110, 125,000 people or so. And Cambridge is pretty similar to that. And Cambridge gets lumped in with, with, you know, Boston, of course, cause it's only separated by a bridge, you know, and Lowell gets lumped in sometimes with Lawrence, which is right there. They're almost like twin cities, really like blue, no blue collar, like city kind of places. So my point is, once I realized, once, once you move to a place where it's cool to be smart, you know what I mean? You no longer have to hide it and just promote your hip hop stuff. Like you start to see the other side of the tracks and you realize like you're almost being lied to. You know what I mean? Like cool and intelligent isn't sexy and smart until you're older. You know, when you're younger, that's not something that you can wear as a badge of honor a lot of times. And Cambridge, um, to, to sum it up, like I didn't move to Cambridge until I, I, I was in a group called XCal. We were, you know, fundamentally a Lowell based operation, making records in Lowell. And I, I, my girlfriend was living in Cambridge at the time, who was the um, niece of the of the other guy in my group. Shout out to sick men from Cambridge, Derek Goodman. Um, and rest in peace to his baby's mama who just passed this week, too. I got to shout her, shout her out, too. So. But um, but yeah, so I moved in with them in the family house in the coast of Cambridge. Uh, that was like a, a traditionally black neighborhood. Um, and, and those are few and far between these days with gentrification in Cambridge. So Cambridge is like, you know, on one hand, you see sort of the um, the I would say the, the Ben Affleck kind of Cambridge. You know what I mean? <laughs> and on, exactly on the other hand, right, right. And the other, <laughs> the other hand, you know, you see, you know, Pat Hewing, Ringe, you know what I'm saying? Like like that side of Cambridge. Um it kind of meets, you know, comes together at a tipping point. You know, that, that, that cult. Minister Farrakhan is from? Say, Say it again. Ain't that where Minister Farrakhan is from? I don't remember the, the exact town he's from up there. And happy yeah, birthday to him, too. 
I mean, you'll see a lot of five percenters in in, uh, in Mattapan. You'll see Roxbury, and so like um, Farrakhan are obviously known to to frequent those spots as well. But um, but yeah, so I mean, the the deal with Cambridge basically, bottom line, is like there, there's so many cultures in Cambridge, but you hear about like sort of the elite ones a lot of time, and and everything else kind of gets pushed under the rug a lot because you know it's famous for for Harvard and Cambridge. Let's be honest, you know, mm-hmm. Lowell very similar, city on a river. You know, two colleges, but they're UMass Lowell and, and Middlesex Community College. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like the the poor man's version of Cambridge, basically. And uh, but very similar in what goes on a day to day street level. You know, just it's the same trap kind of city where, you know, train lines, high immigrant population, drugs, crime, guns, access to alcohol, uh, you know, illegal substance, and and you know, all the, let's say, ways to self-medicate, you know, that you may not have access to in more wealthy communities, you know, so those kind of things can set people up to fail. And, you know, you try to speak about that stuff as much as you can, you know. Definitely, definitely. It's Thermal Sound Waves, a natural alternative. We're talking to Professor Lyrical right now, Dr. Professor Lyrical, as we do that here on the on the program. See Truth and Kevin Lawrence here with you. That that story would be interesting to be be told, you know, um, in, in the Mosin picture, um, aspect because I don't think it has been uh, as far as the specifics. Uh, I mean, there's been that that typical story, you know, but the specifics of typical story is what? See, so go ahead and say it. <laughs> you know, the typical story of like like you were just mentioning, you know, of the self medicating and all that type of stuff. But I'm talking about the other sides to it with with the people who make up those cities. And, and I don't what, think people what, even think Cambodians are even from Massachusetts. And, you know, what they go through and what they do, you know, outside of, you know, all that other stuff that you typically hear about. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, anyway, I don't know if you're into, into filmmaking, but, you know, that'd be a good good thing. When you think about uh, Boston or Massachusetts, you only think about people like Ben Affleck. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> you know, it is well, like yeah, the typical, oh, the other guy. Yeah, the typical stereo- stereotypes. And it's like, you know, yo, everything. people make up Massachusetts and these are the people. Right, it's it's the other story that, that needs to be told. But anyway, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, math. Where did that whole connection for you strike? Um, where, where that where did that that love or, or that interest come for you? I, I think um, it, it, it's not something necessarily like it's not like family or friends or anything like that. It was just sort of when I was real, real young. Yeah, you know, I, I wrote a book. It's called "Put Them All to Shame: The Curriculum." And and um, when I did the book, I, I put an album that went with it. And in it, I kind of, you know, all the, the the chapter titles and the song titles are the same. And I kind of give like 200 page backstory to each. And so I go into some detail about that. But the short of it really is, is that in first grade, low public schools, I was, I, you know, you don't remember much in first grade except, you know, you know, playing recess or whatever. But I do remember vividly sitting in class, getting made fun of for not knowing the answer to a math problem. And while I was like literally writing like poetry at my desk, you know what I'm saying? Like I was writing about dinosaurs and looking out the window, like anybody else would be doing and remember feeling stupid really. And then trying to, this has been the story of my life behind the scenes when nobody's there, I'm practicing when nobody's putting in the work, I'm, I get off on putting the work in, you know what I mean? So I think that started then because I was like with my mom, I was like, can we do, I'm like asking to do flashcards as like a reward for good behavior. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, didn't want to not know the answer again and get teased. And, um, and in the background, I built that skill up, like just real, like speed and repetition of being able to do basic addition and then basic multiplication and to get really fast at it, just so that if someone was like nine times seven, I'd be like 63, like super fast and not feel dumb. 
And so what I got to go to Chelmsford, especially Chelmsford High School, like I said, where, where kids were smart and like that was like a badge of honor, like how rich you were was a badge of honor, you know, like how much you had or how smart you were and, how you know, what your parents did for jobs and stuff. And, and that was kind of foreign to me. And, you know, my dad did like correspondence school, like got his degree while I was in high school kind of thing, was in a military, you know what I mean? And my mom wasn't working at the time. And so it's just a, it juxtaposition of, of those two things. And you don't want to be inferior. You don't want to be other than, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I figured like math would be, would just be something I would have in the back pocket. But as I got older and as I started seeing more people, you know, they were getting the rewards in this school for that kind of stuff. I was like, well, yo, I can do that too. You know? So let me kind of step up and little by little just started doing more and more of that. When I got to college, I saw how economics worked. I saw a lot of social justice initiatives in my economics courses where, you know, you saw the disparity of wealth and I wanted to know more about it. Like from a math standpoint of math that I didn't quite have yet. So it was really a one professor uh, I had for economics. His name was Balbir Seahag, actually uh, Indian professor. And, and like I said, Lowell has a lot of different diverse populations and the faculty and students are, are, are a testament to that at UMass Lowell as well. And just in the city as a whole. So anyways, just all that, man, just wanting to get better at that. I eventually went for my master's and it wasn't an easy grind either because I was rapping the whole time, you know, and I'm just like, I need to do this. You know, I need, I was starting to understand ebbs and flows of things I was reading about and studying about. I knew I needed more math and that was really the beginning of it. And then I just haven't stopped. You know what I mean? So that's it. Thermal sound waves. We're talking to Professor Lyrical right now on the program. Um, this particular project that you have out right now, what exactly is the subject matter and, and where are you trying to go with this? So it was really the, the, the track you're talking about, uh, Yo, That's Pro, uh, and I appreciate the support on it too, by the way. Uh, I, don't, I don't take that for granted. Um, the, my man Jay Johnson um, is, is the producer who put that together. It's kind of like a, kind of like a, a chill vibe, I, I say, you know, and um, I almost call it like medium fi. Right. And typically, like, people are so trying try so hard to get streams and so hard to, you know, get noticed or whatever. And I get that. And it, it's like, but sometimes you got to kind of say, like, what's really on your mind. And I've been able to be fortunate enough to do a lot of college speaking, performing. Most of the bulk of what I do is at colleges and conferences. And so, you know, I'll get hired to come in and kind of really talk about my story and to perform at the same time mm-hmm. and doing, I needed like a song really that kind of did the same thing I was doing on stage. And I, and, uh, I had recently got a, a successful placement in a movie for a, a movie that's coming up. And the person who hooked it up for me, she was, she was introducing me to the director. And, and after I did the song, like the same day, you know, like once I got the brief for the movie, I, you know, I banged it right out and I didn't want to like, Again, I didn't want to be perceived in a wrong way. So I was like doing my due diligence, knocked it right out. And she was like, yo, not only is his name professor and, and people call him pro, he really is a pro. And so I wanted to make a song that was kind of a testament to that feels good. You know what I mean? And I wanted to shout her out. And uh, her name is the angel, by the way. She's an incredibly talented um, movie scorer and just producer, director, artist, everything. And, uh, well, just yeah, in was, case, hey, just in case, let you know that C Truth and Kev Lawrence, we are here also for you and D'Angel. You know, I'm just saying with these movies, just just putting it out there, just putting wow. it out there. Yes, sir. Uh, don't don't oh, just I, yes, I know, sir, I, I know the word. Yeah, man. Sync <laughs> Sync is really really an untapped uh, aspect for for a lot of young artists coming up or whatever, and it's been on my radar honestly for like over a decade. And because I was working with so much sample heavy music. 
I really wasn't able to, you know, the thing about sync, if you want to get movie placements and commercial placements, it pretty much needs to be sample free and curse free. And my whole last decade, I got a son now who's in third grade and like, you know, I'm not trying to cuss around him or anything like that. And, um, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be the person he sees to everybody, you know what I mean? And, uh, my best version of myself. So that, that lends itself to being able to get, you know, music placements and so forth. And, you know, for young artists, it's like at least have a clean version and <laughs> at least try to do some tracks that don't have samples. So you can potentially get open to your songs getting landed in movies and commercials. There's a lot to it, as I'm sure you guys know, but it's just yes. something that I really want to, you know, say to other artists out there. Absolutely. And what what's the movie that's coming up that, uh, um yeah it's uh the, the the director of the movie by the way shout out to chica uh she she's an amazing uh latino director out of montreal and uh montreal. canada so the movie's called montreal girls and um it's i i can't really like i've been instructed not to speak on you know release dates <laughs> and all that, right. there's, a, there's a lot of film festivals that the film is involved in and right, you know right. for people that know that but i, but I can say this summer um there are some prominent film festivals in the United States that it's in. Uh, it's already done some overseas. The reception has been incredible. And, okay. and the placement of the song, Montreal Girls, I mean, excuse me, the name of the song is Dark Poetry, but the movie's Montreal Girls. And uh, I think it's already on IMBD. If you, you search for it, you can get the gist of the movie. But it's like right in the opening credits first, and it plays like a full minute of the track, wow. like while the, while the main star is driving around in this car, like checking out montreal you know for the first time so it's it's a real dope placement it's not like five seconds it's it's like a full minute of the track which as you guys probably know is almost unheard of you know what i'm saying yeah i'm like what you got a minute that's that's like a theme song i think after 30 seconds i wrote it custom to that scene hoping that they would pick it for that you know like i I watched the movie ahead of time and i was like yeah let me just write this custom you know and and actually it's funny man uh, the way i got that is because True to what I was just saying, they they originally had this big Montreal rap song in in there, one of the most popular ones from a group out there. But they used like I believe it was a Miles Davis sample, and they couldn't get it cleared for the twenty five k. So they were like, we'd rather throw a little bit less than that to an artist and not have to pay for that, and then you know be able to basically be able to use the song in much more creative ways than you'd be able to if you had to license it and so mm. forth. I hope yeah. you artists out there listening understands that. And producer understands that. Very, very important. No question Absolutely. about it. Definitely. Well, listen, uh, we're not going to hold you up any much longer, man, but we, we wanted to let people know a little bit about, you know, one of the artists that we've been supporting and playing on this program and, and just some of your backstory and, and what you do. And, you know, this is just the beginning. You know, we're going to have you back again sometime down the road. Um, I appreciate it. You know, when the movie hits and all that kind of stuff and, and when things get a little bit deeper. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. All, all that kind of good stuff. And also to talk some more about what you're doing as far as like speaking and, and, and things across uh, the different Absolutely. colleges and universities as well. So, but we appreciate you uh, taking time out to join us here on the program, Thermal Sound Waves. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'd be remiss too if I didn't shout out. And by the way, I'm going to hit you guys with this too. You may not know. Uh, Pro is half the name of Pro Quo. My homie Quo, Quo came from also from Massachusetts. We, we did a duo project. It's called Instant Brotherhood. And Jay Johnson is part of the Instant Brotherhood fam. We've got 14 producers on there from around the world. Uh, a lot of European producers on that. And uh, it's called Instant Brotherhood. Uh, it's pro quo, all one word. We got a, a couple more joints coming off the album that we're, we're pushing the radio to. Uh, Dive in it is one to look out for. I'm going to hit you guys with that before it's uh, before it's out, so you guys can uh, check that as well. Appreciate the support and uh, yeah, man. 
Absolutely, absolutely, no doubt, man. Continue success to what you're doing, and uh, you know, keep keep teaching everybody, man. Definitely keep teaching them. Professor Lyrical, yeah, man. Appreciate it. It's the Freedom Corner, the brand, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, have a good night. Y'all too. Thank you. Yep. Peace. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to fast food radio. We here see Truth, Kevin Lawrence. Thermal Sound Wave, wave.